Awesome. So good. Let's give the band a big round of applause. Thank you so much. Didn't they do great? It's good to see everyone here. Good to see everyone online as well. We're so glad that you've made the effort to persevere through the rain to get here. We know who the real Christians are. <laughs> Don't worry. It's okay. Hello. Hello, everyone online. <laughs> Why don't you say hello to us? By the way, we're so grateful for those that are joining us online every single week. We have people all over the world, actually, that join us. And so, we're really grateful for them. Those of you who are joining us, we have a couple who've just moved back to New Zealand. Hi, Brian and Rachel. Everyone say, hi, Bri- hi Brian and Rachel. <laughs> Synchronized talking. It's awesome. Hey, um, we are starting a new series called Breakthrough, which we're very excited about. And next week, we have Andrew Williams. He's going to be preaching here at Everlife, which we're very, very excited about. He's actually the Youth Alive Director for Western Australia. And, um, and so I just want to encourage you to, to come expectant, to come leaning in, to come hungry. Um, as a pastor, I want to say, um, let's be vocal for Andrew. Let's like give him some hype. Not like fake, but let's just like, let's just encourage him. When he says something, in fact, when anyone is up here saying something, let us be vocal. Let's express our hunger for the Word of God by being vocal, by responding. Um, I don't care who's up here. If we're talking the Word of God, if we're talking truth from the Bible, then I'd love it if we could be expressive and hungry and leaning in, especially for Andrew next week. It'll be so, so good. He's going to bring um, some power with him. He is a guy who operates in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be having an opportunity to respond. And so come ready to respond. Come hungry next week, ready to respond to what God wants to do. Um, a few other encouragements that I want to give us is let's come early. Let's come early to church. Let's not be like every other church on the face of the planet. Let's try to be like everlifers and let's rock up, as many of us do. Let's try and rock up, plan to be here at quarter past four. Whoa, that's like a whole 15 minutes out of your day. If you come here early, if you come here actually when we open up um, restrictions and we can have coffee served at the beginning, come at four o'clock. But let's be a church that expresses our hunger by arriving early, by being vocal, if you like, and also by what you're doing now, by gunning for the front row. Um, we love to fill up the froze from the front all the way to the back. That's a little bit of like in-house housekeeping, if you like. Sorry about that if you're here for the first time. Um, we're really glad that you can join us um, here anyway. And those that are watching online, for the first time, we want to say hello to you as well, which is awesome. Um, so breakthrough, this message that I'm going to be sharing with us tonight I've kind of gleamed some insights from a message that another pastor gave, Chris Hodges. Um, He spoke in a different series with a similar name to Breakthrough. Um, But the truth is, we all need breakthrough in certain areas of our life. I mean, we could be heading to heaven, we could be forgiven, we could be filled with the Holy Spirit, yet there's some areas of our life that we still need breakthrough in. There's still some areas of our life where there might be a stronghold over our life. Something in our life that has got a strong hold over us. It might be in the area of our emotions, in the area of our finance, in the area of our addictions or, or habits, uncontrollable anger. Maybe you've got an uncontrollable spending habit in your life where you just, you just can't help, you, you just keep spending. Um, like, oh yeah, over there somewhere. Uh, Maybe you're under a stronghold of lust and you need breakthrough in this area. Maybe in your mental health, 
I know for me, years ago in my early 20s, I had a strong hold of, um, of anxiety, of, not anxiety, of insecurity. I was so insecure, it was detrimental to me. Although I could be, for a moment, I could be like, you know, the life of the party on the surface. Underneath the surface, I remember there was different times throughout my life in that season where I'd withdraw and I would withdraw from crowds, and I would, I don't know, don't put up your hand, you don't have to, but you've probably done this before, but we just, I'd got to go to the toilet, and you spend like 15, 20 minutes in the toilet trying to suck yourself up to get back out there again, and you're working through things in your mind, and, and like you're going to solve all your life's problems in that moment on the toilet. Um, and so for me, it was, it was debilitating, this sense of insecurity. It had a stronghold on my life, I don't know what yours are, but the good news is, is that Jesus has come to bring deliverance and freedom to you from whatever stronghold is in your life. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus said this of himself. Jesus read the scroll. He opened the scroll one day and read from the prophet Isaiah, and he read this prophecy about himself that was written thousands of years ago, and here came the grand moment where Jesus read the scripture about himself. What a profound moment that was. And this was the prophecy about him. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. This is what Jesus does. He wants to set us free. He wants to set the oppressed free. If you're oppressed in any area of your life, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it also says, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he's got that same power today. And then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. If you're oppressed by the devil in any area of your life, Jesus wants to bring you freedom and deliver you in this moment. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. It says, the Son of God, Jesus, came to destroy the works of the devil. Let me tell you that the devil's plan for your life, it is very black and white. It is to steal, to kill, to rob, to destroy. That is the devil's agenda for your life. And all of us, to one degree or another, have experienced the impact of that in our life. But the good news is, as, is that Jesus has come to bring life. He's come to bring an abundant life. He's come to set us free. And so tonight we're going to be having a look at one key scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 5. And we're going to draw some key points about how we can have breakthrough in our life. And I can't wait for Andrew coming next week and then the week after. And I already believe that during this time that Jesus himself is going to bring breakthrough into our life. And so what I'd love to do is just begin by praying and attach our faith into what God would speak to us tonight. Lord God, I thank you so much for your love for every single person here in this place. God, I thank you that you see oppression, Lord God, that you see areas of people, people's lives where there is a stronghold. And I thank you, Jesus, that you are here. Lord, this isn't just a theory, but you're here with us. You're here with those that are listening and watching, Lord God, and you're generous to bring breakthrough. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come and speak to us, God? And we just do our part. We open up our hearts to hear from you. We lean in, Lord God. We're hungry to hear from you tonight. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. So the scripture, 
2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. We're going to read this through, and then we're going to go back and draw some points. It says, Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. In other words, we're fighting a spiritual battle, and this spiritual battle that we're fighting, we can't fight with physical weapons, grenade launchers, tanks, knives, what, it just won't work. So the weapons that we work with, that we fight with in this spiritual battle, are divine weapons. They're weapons that are given to us by God. It says, on the contrary, they have, these weapons that God has given us, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You and I have been given divine power, not just earthly weapons, but every single one of us has access to divine, godly power to demolish strongholds in our lives. And this is kind of how, we're getting to the crux of it. We demolish arguments and every pretension, I'll come back to that word, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I'll I'll read that out once more. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That word pretension has the same root word that we get the word pretend from. So if you like a pretension, is like a pretending. Everyone say pretending. We've all pretended before. Now, thoughts and lies can pretend to be the truth. It's a pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Sets itself up against the knowledge of God, which is true. Do you know that there's things about you that are lies that you believe about yourself? There's a pretending going on. But do you know, God actually knows the truth about who, He knows who you are. And what God wants to do is to deliver you from lies that keep you into bondage. And He wants to set you free. There's, there's a line that I've got up on the screen. How, how you can see the truth about yourself is this, and this is the crux of it. By taking captive our thoughts and making them obedient to or to agree with what God says about us. In other words, what we need to do is take our thoughts captive. We need to own our thoughts, take them captive and force them to submit and to agree with the truth about who God says we are. That word, a stronghold, as well. In the previous verse, it says they have divine power to demolish strongholds. A stronghold, the Greek word for stronghold is okurama. I have no idea how to say that. A prisoner locked by deception. A prisoner locked by deception. A stronghold in your life will keep you as a prisoner under lock by deception. You're basically living your life by something that isn't true. I don't know about you, if you've experienced that. Many of us probably have. I know I have, where I'm living my life and I'm making decisions based on something that just isn't true. And it impacts all the decisions that I can make in my life about how I relate with people, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to be doing with my life. Living a life, it's a bit like, you know, you heard the story about training elephants, how there's a big chunky elephant and an elephant is, wants to be, remain in the same spot. And so the elephant keeper will tie the leg of the elephant up in a heavy chain and the elephant pulls away, gets to the end of the heavy chain and figures out he can't pull away any further. And he tries to get away a few times, but eventually the elephant remembers forever. They're locked, they can never escape. And by that time, the keeper can just nail a peg in the ground, attach a light little string or rope 
to the elephant's foot, and the elephant is convinced that it will never escape. It's got the power to escape immediately. It can just walk away. It can just pull itself away in a, in a moment, but it's, it's a prisoner because it's living its life by something that simply isn't true. It's a lie and it's a stronghold in the elephant's life. And God wants us not to be constrained, not to be held back by pretensions and lies in our life that keep us locked in the same place when actually Jesus has called us to walk free. Um, Beth Moore has said that a stronghold is anything that exalts itself in our minds pretending to be bigger or more powerful than our God. What is that thing that you're thinking right now that's too big for God? It's, it, it's a lie. It's a stronghold that exalts itself in our minds, pretending to be bigger or more powerful than our God. And we can get intimidated by this threat, by this lie. But we can break through. The truth is this, get this, the devil has power but has no authority in your life. The devil has a lot of power, but he has no authority in your life. The only authority in your life that he has is the authority that we give him when we believe in the lie. The only authority we give this rope and peg is when we believe the lie. Oh, I'm here, I'm stuck forever. But get this, when we believe the lie of the devil, we empower the liar. When we believe the lie, we empower the liar. When I believe the lie that I'll never escape from this stake, then I empower this weak and flimsy stake. The power is in the deception. And then the enemy gains authority in our life. But Jesus wants us to take captive our thoughts and to demolish strongholds, to demolish the pretending, to demolish the lies that keep us trapped in our life. And so I'm going to be giving us three key ways that we can walk free, that we can have breakthrough in our life. And if we would apply these in our life, then although it might not happen immediately, let me tell you, you will walk free in whatever area that has got a stronghold in your life. And the first key is this. The first key is this. Own your thought life. Own your thought life. Like, take back your thought life. This mind can just get out of control. It's, it's almost like it's not ours sometimes. We just let it play out. And we're like, oh, what are we watching today? You know, like we're tuning to, to, you know, rather Netflix, we choose what we can watch. Actually, it's like we just tune in to whatever channel is playing in our mind. Oh, that's interesting. And we just let our minds go rampant. No, 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 let's take control. You will not be free until you make the decision to own your thought life. Um, I remember driving around in our car. You know, Jess and I, we own our car, right? We're responsible, mainly me, um, for keeping the car clean. Therefore, it's a bit messy. Um, but what I need to do is, like, I need to own my car. I find all kinds of rubbish in the car. The kids are coming and the kids are leaving things and rubbish everywhere. And it's just, and, and this stench after a few days, I realise there's this disgusting smell. It got stronger and stronger over the days. Like, no one's responsible for keeping the rubbish out of the car except me. I'm, I've got to own my car. I've got to keep my car clean and the same deal goes with our mind on your car on your thought life no one else is responsible for what goes in for the rubbish that comes in for the stench that comes in apart from you and i we've got to own our thought life and take it back maybe for you for a, a certain period of time it might mean mean that you need to do a mind detox you know, we talk about clean living, clean eating, I'm, oh, I'm just detoxing and, you know, I'm, I'm drinking this and whatever I'm doing. And <laughs> but 
maybe we need to do a mind detox. We, we fill our lives with all kinds of junk. For me, I've had to unfollow a few news channels on my Facebook feed. Maybe you've got to get off social media altogether for a while. Maybe you need to avoid certain people. Maybe you need to avoid certain situations. Maybe you need to, to avoid or, or make decisions about what kind of things you're taking into your mind because this is the key. You cannot win your battle against the devil until you take back your thought life. That's just it. You, you just can't. I'm sorry, but the battle is in the mind. Number one is this. You cannot win your battle against the devil until you take back, come on, we want to take back our thought lives tonight. Not tomorrow, tonight. Come on, let's make the decision. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 to 6. It says this, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about, think about sinful things. Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind, so letting the rubbish into your mind, into the car, just letting it happen, letting the sinful nature control your mind leads to a really messy, a death, a deathly stench in your car, in your mind. But this is the good thing. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Bad thinking leads to death. Good thinking is life and peace. Who wants some life? Who wants some peace in this life? You know, this, this life that doesn't offer us that much peace. The, the good thing about it is that we can be free. This is the good news that we can be free. Sometimes we wait for the lightning bolt to come. Why hasn't the lightning bolt come? I remember praying for hours about my insecurity. God, just take it from me. Just like zap me. Like just, 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 just take it somehow. And I was waiting for these things to happen and it, it just didn't happen. It's kind of annoying really. But the, the good thing is all of us can have freedom as we take control of our thought life. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person that has not got strongholds in your life by changing the way that you, by changing the way that you, that's it, we're getting it. <laughs> then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And this is the point. I will never change my life until I change the way I think. I'll never change my life. Your life will re remain the same. You'll have the same emotional bondage. You'll have the same emotional things that can, you know, so, ma so many of us allow our emotions to control us. We allow our lives to be dictated to and be directed by our emotions, which are legitimate. But we have the choice. Am I going to allow my life to be led by emotions that can come and go depending on the change in the wind or that person looked at me and this happened and... Okay, real legitimate tragedies and, and battles that we have in our life, but we have a choice as to what will control our life. Will I allow my emotion to dictate and control my life, or will I actually take control of my life? The way that I can change my life is by changing the way I think, and all of us are empowered to do this. It is good, good news. And what we've got to choose to do is we've got to choose to align our thinking and align our emotions and submit them and make them agree with the truth about what God says about us, what God says about you, what God says about other people, what God has revealed about himself. 
to us. It's time for us to change the way we think. Number two, point two, is this. Identify the lie. First of all, it's you've got to own your mind. Point two is to identify the lie that you've been believing. See, there is a lie that you are believing at the center of your bondage. There is a lie that you're believing at the center of the stronghold. Um, I remember driving that car and the stench began to fill the car more and more. And I'm thinking, where is this smell coming from? I had to identify the source of this stench. And so I went for a bit of a dig. Finally, I found it. And it was this disgusting, black, moldy, furry, smushy banana. It was putrid. And somehow I got this soggy thing out and, and put it, it, it was bad. I had to identify the source of that stench. You know, some of us are trying to get rid of the stench by just trying to cover it up, you know? Covering it up like you do, like, no, it just won't work. You've got to find the store source of that stench. Identify the source of that lie in your mind that is causing that stronghold to have power in your life. Um, John 8, 44, it says, The devil was a murderer from the beginning. He's always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Get this. When we expose the liar, we defeat the liar. When you find that liar that you've been believing, ask God for discernment. Talk it out with someone at your dinner party as a friend. Expose the liar. I remember, I remember for me, thanks, my love. Um, I remember for me, there was a lie that I believed um, while Jess and I were going out before we got engaged, before we were married, there was a lie that I believed about myself that had a huge impact on the way that I approached our relationship. I was petrified of marriage. I was petrified of marriage because I believed the lie, although I couldn't quite articulate it like this, I believed the lie that it was inevitable that I'd fail as a husband. It was inevitable that I would cheat on Jess. It's, now I say it out loud, it's so silly. But it was a lie that was there. It was a stinking banana that had found its way in my mind and it was a stronghold in my life. And I was partly crippled by it. My, my emotions were all over the place to the point where the night before I proposed to Jess, rather than being happy, I was like bawling my eyes out because I was just confronted with, with this pain, this stronghold in my life that was so crippling it almost strangled me but although I didn't recognize it so clearly it, it was a lie that I had to identify and it brings me to the third point is what we can do if you want to break free from strongholds in your life it's first on your mind take back your thought life the second thing is identify the lie the third thing is to replace the lie with God's truth to replace the lie with God's truth and so for me, what I had to do is to replace the lie with God's truth. It's like getting rid of the banana wasn't quite enough. But I went to BP or Caltex and bought one of those pine trees. Ah, with a beautiful, fresh smell. Just fill the car again for like the one, one and a half days that it lasts for. Because um, who, who, who removes the full packet? Who, who removes the full packet when you have the pine tree? Yeah? Oh, no. if you, who's obedient in this? Yeah, I'll do a little tear. Yes, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, rip it all out. Let's let the smell come through. You know, 
We need to identify the lie, get rid of it, but we need to replace it with truth that smells good. We need to replace it with the, with the scent of the heaven, with the truth that sets us free. And so what God spoke to me in that, in that season leading up to our wedding and around the time we got married is this. Identify the lie. And the truth is that God spoke this word to me when I was going for a walk last night. I remember it. I was in the place of Spencer Park walking at night. And I was confronted with this lie that I'm doomed. I'm doomed. I'm doomed to failure. so cliche but it's, it's cliche because it's so true and it's this shaping I don't know what plans you got for your life I don't know what self-sabotaging plans you have for your life but I've got good plans for you Jeremiah 29 11 I've got I've got good plans for you plans to prosper you plans to bring you a hope and a future I don't have plans for disaster for your life and at that point when by faith I received truth that replaced this lie. I, I took captive that thought. I, I, I pushed it down. I submitted it to the truth of God and the stronghold was gone. Completely set free. And, and now Jess and I have been married for 10 years. It's been the best 10 years of my life. It is so good. Marriage is like the best thing on the planet. And um, the second most important decision you make, the first is will you follow Jesus for the rest of your life? The second one is who you marry. It impacts everything you do. No pressure. <laughs> God's got good plans. And, um, and it's so good. Replace the life. And what I felt feel like in this moment is that there's some people that you've, you, you've accepted the fact, a lie about yourself. I believe there's maybe even some people here that have thought it's, it's inevitable. I'm going to take my life, so I might as well take it sooner. There's people that have been wrestling with, with decisions of, of temptation. I'm going to fall, so I may as well just self-sabotage and do it anyway. This is going to happen, so I may as well just give in and, and, and go the full hog. Well, use is a trying, and I just want to say, identify that liar. It's from the pit of hell. Don't do it. Because God loves you so much. He's for you, and He's got good plans for you, and He's got good plans for I. I believe that as we do this, if we own our thought life, as we identify the lies and we begin to replace that with truth, that we're going to experience freedom. It might not happen overnight, but it, it will happen in your life. And like Jess spoke about, we have dinner parties where you can get around with people. You can bring things into the lie. You can build authentic connection and relationship with people. Let me tell you, when you do life with people, they can help you identify those lies. They can help you to discover truths that you can live your life by. Don't try to do life on your own. Don't try to work it out like I did in the toilet cubicle or on my own. It never worked. I never got the answers. But let me tell you, there's such strength as we grow together in relationships with each other. Um, let's just all stand up together. I'm going to pray for us right now. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you as an, act, out, why don't you as an outward expression of your inner hunger or maybe surrender. Let's just close our eyes across this place. Maybe you want to lift your hands to Jesus right now. Thank you, Lord God. I thank you for every single person here in this place, Lord God, every single person online, Lord God. And right now, Lord God, I just declare the authority that you have right now in Jesus' name. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you would help us, but you can be with the power in their lives, Lord God, to take back their minds. Maybe even right now in, your, in, the, in the seat of your heart, why don't you make the decision 
right now to take back your mind, to say, it's mine. Give it back to me. It's been long enough that I've allowed my mind to go wherever it would lead. It's no longer under the submission of the enemy or how other people want to tell me what to think. But right now, I take back my thoughts. And right now, I'm submitting them under the truth of who God says I am. And I've got right now, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you give people discernment to identify those lies, Lord Jesus, especially those ones of self-sabotage. We break the power of those lies in Jesus' name and replace it with the truth, Lord God, that you are good, that you are for us, Lord, that you are here, Lord Jesus, with us, Lord God, and that your power is at work within us to lead us into a hope and a future that will not be cut off in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's just sing this song together.